0: Well, good morning, everybody. We're looking at about 39 degrees outside, kind of cloudy, and it's 834 the clock time. It's time for Community Focus on this Tuesday morning. we got the mayor in studio with us this morning. Mike Sweet is here. Welcome back, and um, belated Merry Christmas to you.
1: Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Dave. We couldn't get this uh, on our schedule before Christmas, so just hope everybody uh, had a great Christmas. It was absolutely beautiful yesterday. It took a three-mile Walk around the village and uh, it was so peaceful. Yeah. It was a beautiful day.
0: F- 51 degrees and right around there, somewhere around yeah. low 50s. That doesn't happen too often.
1: No, not on <laughs> December 25th.
0: No, that's for sure. But, uh, it's been a couple of months since we've had a chance to have you here. You've had some uh, village board meetings. Maybe you can do a little updating on some key uh, activities that uh, the community would like to know as far as what's going on with the village.
1: Well, one of the th- questions you asked uh, before we got started here is about the legal cannabis, uh, I guess, local laws and um, meetings that were held. So uh, f- two years ago, I think it goes back, the villages and municipalities around New York State could opt in or opt out of uh accepting legal cannabis uh, stores the village obviously opted in and said that we would uh, accept a state regulated store Um, that doesn't mean we're going to get one all that means is that if the state decides that uh, the village of bath or somebody applies for one here in the village of bath um, has the meets the criteria then perhaps they'll get a license so all we did is we restructured exactly where that can go you have to have a zone there's a lot of regulations by the state for that um, so we really restructured where that's going to go and it's primarily Westmore street down towards uh, you know the uh, uh, the hotel there tops gas station and it comes up moore street a little bit um, but that's really what we did is identify the area so if we did get one um, they could potentially purchase property there or one of the businesses that already exists there and open up a legal cannabis shop but again it's all regulated by new york state we have no control over it doesn't mean we're going to get a license but what it does is uh it absolutely will help us down the road close these illegal places uh that are open right now and we're struggling to close because they won't fit in the district there'll be a number of different um avenues that we can go after these illegal shops and to get them closed Uh, so that's That's one good thing as well.
0: It appears there's like two or three or so popping up all of a sudden again in the village.
1: Yeah, downtown. Well, what what they did first of all, the state—it's the worst rollout I've ever seen. The state was not prepared. um, Just like this uh, electric uh, vehicle thing and you know electric buses, and it's just nonsense, really. Um, Cannabis was no exception. They weren't—they weren't prepared. So all these people took advantages of loopholes. and opened across the state. But what we are seeing is that the communities that get the legal stores, the state is very quick to come in and close down these illegal um, pot stores. You know, I, I get this rap that I'm against people smoking pot that's a legal drug now. I'm not. In fact, the village is one of the few communities in the area that opted in. But there's a process you go about it. It's just like opening a bar or a restaurant. You have to work with the health department. You can't just go out and open up a store. So we're not going to wait for the the state. We'll do everything in our effort to close these illegal shops too, including um, looking at uh, local laws that fine the landlords up to $1,000 a day. That's what they're doing in some communities. So we're exploring all the options there. And if the state does give us a uh, license, we're prepared there as well. We meet their criteria.
0: All righty. So that kind of covers that story and that, that situation. Uh, what else did you want to kind of let us know about?
1: Well, I've mentioned this before, and it's, go- it's going through. it uh, probably start in January, February, I would guess. You're going to see a lot of trees being cut down. Um, from the four lane, from the village up at Mossy Bank, uh, we're creating what's called a slash wall. Um, so all the hemlocks are dying. And to regenerate the forest, we're going to go in and we're going to thin it out. Uh, every tree has been selected of what tree will be taken out. Um, or actually, I should rephrase this. Every tree has been selected of what tree is going to be saved. So normally it's a different process. You select the trees that are going to be taken out. So once that's done, there will be a large area. Um, that will look it won't. It'll look like an eyesore for a while, uh, but we're going to create these what are called slash walls. So they're a five-foot-high wall made from the brush and limbs and things that come from this that prevent the deer from going in there. Um, it's been done in other forests. Uh, the Mossy Bank Committee has worked very hard and diligently, you know, trying to create a solution to have a thriving forest once again. So in two years, you'll see some growth. In five years, you'll see a lot of growth, and then they'll be able to take the slash walls down, the same people that put them up, and uh we'll have a thriving uh force once again. Well, we'll go back to the
0: early part of the month, uh I thought the spirit of Christmas was one of the better ones we've seen over the years.
1: I think it was fantastic. Um a special thanks to this uh Central Stuben Chamber of Commerce, not only for the spirit of Christmas, Dave, what a lot of people don't know is what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, Catholic Charities here in Bath was given a one-week notice that uh, the major supplier of toys uh, wasn't coming through for the wish list that the the, uh, kids had created here in our community, in our area. Um, So there's a plea that went out from the chamber, and thanks to the community, chamber members, and a very large uh, donor from... <clears throat> Corning Horseheads area, who's part of the chamber, and if we get permission, we'll, we'll announce their name at some point. We're trying to work on exactly who the contact is, so we can give them appropriate things. But not only did they they get all the toys there, they ended up with a surplus of toys. Same with the meals; the meals uh, weren't going to come through. They worked on that. They got everybody fed. They got the toys, uh, and I uh, couldn't be happier with this community. The parade. The parade uh, was, spoiled, I said it was at least three or four times the size just in one year. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to focus on that. What we've learned is that the downtown area is not well lit, um, particularly Liberty Street and Steuben Street. So we've asked uh, the utility company to take a look at that. Um, there were some issues with people with dark clothes walking in and out of the parade, and you know we felt that uh, maybe that was a safety issue moving forward. So... We're going to light that area. We're going to focus on the parade uh, because I think we have something special with that. And uh, it was the efforts of the volunteers of the chamber. They just, uh, you know, same people doing all the work. And, but we really appreciate it.
0: That's was good. You were talking about the toys. Uh, I don't know if you knew this or not. The toy, the Santa's Day Off was probably the biggest one we've ever had over the fire hall.
1: Well, I think thanks to uh, social media, I've been told that. And uh, that was great to see from people who really didn't have any connection. They read articles or saw photos uh, posted on social media and said it was one of the biggest ever. So that's great. We live in a very giving community. Um you know we have people that would give the shirt off their own back, and I say that, but it's it's the truth here uh, we always step up, and that's the benefits of living in a small community is that you know your neighbor or you know these people who might need an extra hand and and you're always the ones that to, to to give
0: well again, we're talking to my sweet mayor of trying to fill you in on what is happening or might be happening in the community <coughs> can you enlighten us a little bit on anything go i see activity at the cvs building uh, do you know anything specific or? well
1: no i to my knowledge there's no uh renter at this point um i know they're renovating the building they continue their efforts to divide that building up i think ideally they want to have uh two different opportunities for potential um retail space in there or commercial office space so I don't know exactly what's going there. We're still waiting to hear back from New York Forward. We're uh, one of four finalists, uh, and they're going to give out two $4.5 million awards. So that's still on the table. Um, And then at the Village Board meeting last week, we did review the uh, 2022 finances. Um, the audit was that uh, the audit took place, and I'm happy to say once again, we're in strong financial position. We contributed almost a quarter of a million dollars uh, to the to the general fund, which now uh, is about sixty percent of our annual operating budget. So it does a few things. A, it allows us to, you know, invest in the community, invest in the police department, which is under renovations right now for the first time in sixty years. But it also helps us down the road to defer uh, tax increases so you can use that money to offset future tax increases so we're in good shape financially and of course it's the efforts of the uh, village staff and all the village employees uh, they do an outstanding job for us day in um, and day out.
0: Uh, is there any updates on like village projects like like streets and roads, what's going to <clears> be going <throat> on? I know they've been working on Haverling for quite a while and I don't know whether where that's at right now
1: well Haverling to my knowledge most of the digging in the road is done so we've got a temporary fix till next year um, there's going to be some connections made for the gas line so I don't know what exactly that involves but the last thing we want to do is paved the street and then have to tear it back up. But that street will be paved next year. Um, they're in the process of uh, identifying the streets that will will get paved next year. And, of course, it's a whole process, Dave. They identify the streets, they, they calculate the cost, and then they build it into their budgets. So we'll see where we are. We may be able to have an opportunity next year to do another street or two or some more you know, sidewalks. I know the sidewalk projects, we, we fund that now 100%. Um, so the staff will identify next year's projects, unless there's people still on the list, which there are. They'll get done first, and then the staff will identify the worst uh, sidewalks in the village and go through, and uh, we'll start repair- placing those every year.
0: He is the mayor of Bath. He is Mike Sweet. He is our guest on Community Focus. Mike, we thank you very much for taking time to be with us this morning right after Christmas.
1: Yeah, well, I want to thank you and especially uh, the radio station here for all the community announcements and we're really fortunate to have a source like this where people can get news and information and local and they have a stake in the community so thank you and uh, glad you're looking great Dave.
0: That's a uh, well <laughs> thank you and that's our mission to keep it local and be local and uh, that's going to wrap up our community focus for this time around this program has been recorded it'll be available in our podcast section at wvimbat.com under the community focus tab.